Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 11 of Flare Aviation Podcast. I'm your host, Riley, and today we have a special guest joining us. We have Jonathan on the show. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. <laughs> so uh, where are you from, man? How did you get started with aviation? Okay, so um, I'm born in a city in India called Bangalore. It's the IT city. It's basically like Silicon Valley of India, I would say. Okay. That's where all the, you know, tech companies are and all that. So, so it's a pretty, you know, um, not really small, but booming. Uh, and yeah, I was moving around the world pretty much when I was about, about 10, 11 years old. Um, I lived in Singapore for two years. Then I moved to Indonesia for three years in their capital, Jakarta. And uh, I came back to Singapore. I finished grade 12 and uh, and then I moved to Canada. <laughs> so I've been here for three years doing aviation. And just recently, actually, in 2018, the end of 2018, my parents moved to the States. So we live in Indiana as of now. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you guys, when you moved to Canada, did you move to like uh, like Waterloo or which area did you move into? Yeah, so um, um, it was just me actually. I just applied to um, to UW and uh, I got okay. into the program. And uh, it's is I have family in Toronto. Okay. Uh, my aunt my aunt lives lived there, so um, I I like go back sometimes. You know, when we have like, those one one week vacations for Thanksgiving, so. They, yeah, yeah. They, they live in Ajax, so I go there sometimes. Okay, uh, but yeah, but for the most part, I'm pretty much in Waterloo. And what? So, what made you choose like uh, U of W over like some of the other schools that are in Ontario for aviation? Um. Yeah. So, uh, I started applying to universities in grade twelve because that's when our school was helping us out with all that. Okay. So I was looking around. It's, it's pretty rare to find um, universities which have a program with the flight training. Yeah. So I think in Canada, it's just, I think UW is one of the well-known ones. Uh, so I applied to UW. Um, I applied to um, universities in the States as well. I applied to Emory Riddle. I applied to Baylor. I, I got into all that as well. And I applied okay. to us to to um, University of New South Wales in Australia as well, and I got into that as well. Then it was just too expensive with all yeah. that. Yeah, because aviation is not that. It's not a very cheap. <laughs> no, not <laughs> uh, at all. <laughs> it's not a very cheap uh, line of study, I guess. So Canada was it. It, it was uh, it was you know financially viable for me as well too because I'm an international student, so I'm kind of paying double. Yeah, fair enough. So, you gotta, yeah, so taking the average out of all those universities, I just chose UW. Fair enough. And, uh, like, so what got you started with aviation? Like, was it uh, just kind of a passion you had since you were a kid, or what started that out? Yeah, so um, it's pretty much a typical, uh, I, I jumped to being a pilot since I was a little kid. Uh, my parents, they weren't pilots, but they were in the aviation industry. My dad used to work for Singapore Airlines Cargo, and he was the cargo manager. Oh really? And yeah, and my mom was working. She worked in many other airlines before she worked at Delta as well. Okay. Uh, but when I was born, at least she was she was working in Air France. Uh, and uh, I think when I was about three or four, I'm not really too sure. Um, 
my dad got the opportunity to take me to the to the airport um, in Bangalore, and uh, it was his night shift, and he was working on the 747 freighter of the Singapore Airlines cargo okay. plane. So he got the opportunity to take me take me up to the to the actual cockpit. Uh, I don't think that's that's something which you know like like was allowed, but I was <laughs> I was lucky enough to go inside the cockpit and like look around. Yeah. And I pretty much like saw what my dad was doing with all like the car- like loading all those cargo like those pallets in the plane and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of like sparked my interest a little bit. And then you know, um, he used to go for business trips to Singapore, and uh, I had cousins living in in a place called Bombay, which is up north of India. So okay. we used to fly pretty much um like twice twice a year. And okay. yeah, just flying, you know, looking at planes all the time because we live next to the airport as well. So I used to always see planes landing and taking off. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty fun. So I was like, okay, I want to do something related to planes and, you know, maybe being a pilot one day. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when you see stuff like that, when you're surrounded by stuff like that, it like you're just constantly, you start thinking about it, right? Like it's always just something you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'm I'm super interested in what you're talking about with like uh, coming over here like as an international student and stuff. And um, if anyone else is listening that's an international student, uh, like what would you say it's like coming in, especially moving in by yourself into like a new country and just like starting at a new school? Like what was that like for you? Yeah, it was definitely definitely a challenge at first, but um, I was I guess I was kind of used to moving around because we've been like we've moved to like different countries when I was like 10 so I was kind of exposed to that as, as a you know with an early age yeah so it, it it was it it was a bit challenging at first because university is like you're not with your parents anymore pretty much you're like you're on your own uh, but I was lucky enough to have like good friends uh, so like I met like I, met, I think I like met people pretty much online before coming to university like they all added me in this group this aviation group Okay. We, can, we kind of like texted and I kind of knew some people, you know, before joining university. So as soon as I came, I just texted them like, hey, I'm Jonathan. Like I'm living in this, like this residence. Let's meet up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of challenge, but I definitely, you know, I made like these good friends who helped me out a lot because they, they lived in like Toronto pretty much. Okay. And they pretty much like explained Canadian culture and stuff like that. So I kind of you know, pretty much uh, felt comfortable. Yeah. You kind of like learned the ropes through that. Yeah. So I, still like, haven't, I still haven't had a B with tails yet, so. Oh, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone's got to take you, man. It's, I it's know. Good. <laughs> and like, so when you're, when you're at UW, do you start flying like right away in September or do you have to go through like classes first and then you can kind of slowly move into the flying? Uh, okay, yeah. So when I started, uh, I don't think no, UW kids don't really start off at first. We have, I think, our first semester is basically the university gauges whether we can fly and stuff. So I think you have to meet a certain average with all your grades. Okay. And if you, I think if you meet, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I can't remember, but I think about sixty-five to seventy percent. So I think if your average is that, you you're good to go. And then we start flying in Jan. Okay. Yeah. So when I was in. Uh... Up north in Sioux College, it was the same sort of scenario. Like, they set an average, and then if you passed that average, you were able to start in January. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of, like, a good way to actually, like, deal with it. Because, you know, like, 
if uh, if someone's flying, I guess with with no like you know uh, aviation back not not aviation background per se, but not really like focused probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. I mean, I guess it's a, like you said earlier, it's an expensive uh, career to get exactly. into. Exactly. So. Yeah. So you're paying like $300 a flight. Like you don't want it to go to waste. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, like even for the flight school, like as far as like their, their money and their time with like the planes go, like they, they want to make sure the people that are there are actually there to, exactly. to like, work hard. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time you got into a plane then like at Waterloo, had you ever been into like uh, like smaller general aviation planes or was that your first time? Yeah, it was pretty much my first time. So it was pretty, it was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty scary. Yeah. Cause actually, no, wait, I flew. Yeah, I flew. I think my, my friend flew cause he took me up on a low check. And okay. uh, that was, I think uh, it was probably in my first semester. So that was the time we didn't really fly, but I think he had a low check and he wanted to fly around kw mm-hmm. so um i don't think any of his friends were available but so he just called me said jonathan do you want to like come for a check right i was like okay i'm i'm, I'm down yeah so that, was like, that was like my first time in a cessna and that was pretty that was, that was a pretty cool like, cool experience even hey, though even though it was test circuits but uh, it was <laughs> yeah it was a pretty nice experience but then when i actually took control in jan with my instructor it was it was something else it was uh you know it was like a dream come true you yeah, <laughs> it's 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 intense, but yet like at the same time, it's like super exciting, right? Because you're like finally like I can actually get into a plane and I can actually start my training. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, are you were you flying the 172 then, or were you in the 152? Oh, I'm flying the 172. Okay. Yeah. Decent plane. Decent plane. It's a decent it's, plane. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really complain too much about it. It's it's a good trainer, right? <laughs> it's a good trainer, definitely. Yeah. Just can't uh, spin prop. Apparently, it doesn't spin as you know like better than a 52 <laughs> but oh really it did. I mean, that's what i've heard because it's, it's more tail heavy i believe okay yeah, yeah i guess that makes sense fair enough so uh where are you currently at like as far as like the stage in your university career so yeah uh, as of now i finished all my university courses so i pretty much have i'm pretty much done with university stuff i okay. just have to finish up my um instrument training so um, I have to do my INRAT, which is the instrument theory exam. Okay. And uh, I have eight more hours of PIC time to do before I get my CPL signed off. So I want to finish by September. Yeah, and I guess I with COVID too. Um, exactly. It's been fun. So with everything <laughs> happening too, like because you you said your family's in the states, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been have you been in the states then, like during COVID? Yeah, I pretty much left. <laughs> I pretty much went to Corona Central <laughs> in Jeez. April. I, yeah, right after my final exams, I just um, I went because my mom didn't want me to really stay here alone. Yeah. So she said, "Just come with the, you know, just come like stay with the family for a while." And when the flight center opens up, because it was closed at the time, so okay. said, when the flight center opens up, then you know I can go back. So, and so you just you basically ended up being kind of stuck there, like once uh, once things got a little bit bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I pre- yeah I, pre- I think I left the day before the borders closed down. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I I think it was the first flight of that day, I left on American, and uh, I think the next day Canada said, "Okay, let's close the borders." Jeez. So you got you were lucky by like one day. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was pretty lucky. So. Jeez. <laughs> And so, like, now that the flight school's open and stuff, um, you said you had some PIC time, right? That yeah. you had to still do? 
Mm-hmm. So once you're done all that stuff, uh, like what's your next step, like other than the in-rat? So yeah, after the in-rat, it's going to be the next exam, which is the IATRA, which is yeah. a, it's part of the program. So again, I hope I I hope to finish that by December or early January at, at most. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the plans after that is, um, you know, I guess since COVID's you know taken a toll, there's probably not going to be any jobs for like <laughs> the next one or two years. Yeah. So I'm kind of like happy as well that I have this university like degree as a backup. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's much to do with like because I'm in the science and aviation program. I don't think there's much of a science kind of um, industry out there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but you know, I'm just going to apply wherever I can, and hopefully, like someone pretty much you know accepts me. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm I'm keeping a lot of backup options right now um i'm also planning on doing my masters that's only okay. once i get a certain amount of um, work experience gotcha gotcha and so like uh as far as like aviation goes are you wanting to like instruct or which kind of path were you were you wanting to get like started with um yeah so i i don't really want to instruct even though it looks like a really amazing job because i've had a lot of instructors and i've had fun with them Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like an amazing job, but I just don't feel that I can, you know, like. <laughs> that it's for you, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm kind of like scared as well, like you yeah. know. Because I'm like, okay, like I'll be stressed out about my students and things like that. So <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to that. But if that if that's an option, you know, I've I I would probably do that if there's a market for it as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess you do kind of whatever you you have to, right? To get exactly. The door. Yeah. So um, so my. Like I'm, I want to basically get on the on the right seat as soon as possible with any you know, airline up north, maybe or you know hopefully the cadet programs open up. Yeah, yeah. But if they don't, then probably up north somewhere. Because um, I know a lot of northern carriers do the apprentice pilot thing, where they work the ramp for a certain amount of months, and when the slot opens up, they they go on the right seat and it, it, on the caravan or the King Air or, you know, one of those. Yeah. Kind of like the turbo prop plane. Yeah. So speaking of ramp too, I mean, that's originally how I met you for anybody that's listening. I, I remember one time, <laughs> like I saw you there and I think I asked you like for oil or something. <laughs> like, originally that's where I, like, I, I knew you from. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, like personally, I was curious, like how did you end up getting into that? Right. Cause you, mm-hmm. you're like a, you come in as a new student, right? Like you're going to UW, you're flying out of here. What got you into like working ground at the like the flight school, basically, and like what got you kind of involved in in that aspect? And what do you like the most about doing it? Yeah, so uh, I think it was in my second year. Uh, I applied wherever I could. I just wanted some experience in the workplace. I, I applied to the university. I applied everywhere. I like to the mall and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh um, i got a job at uh at subway at my university and i did not really like i did not like that at all i just <laughs> <laughs> i just dreaded every time just going there and then i was like you know I, this is not for me like i, I yeah. i'm not a i'm not a i don't like to you know talk to a lot of people like you know yeah Fair so enough. I uh, I applied to I applied to the flight center. I um I said if any if you guys are hiring any part like any part time jobs, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Uh, I applied for fueling. I applied for the for the line crew job, and uh, line crew like my my boss Peter he 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 asked me to come over for an interview, 
so he just showed me around the hangar and stuff like that and he was like do do you want to do this and i was like yep i'm 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 you know i'm uh i can i can yeah and i think a couple months later he said okay there's an opening do you want to, are you are you still willing to come i was like yep i'm <laughs> i'm I'm, uh, i'm available so that's how i got my line crew job and it's been fun it's 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 really it's really amazing because you know you're talking to your instructors and like they be, they pretty much become like your coworkers and your friends yeah so and you're always you're always kind of in the environment that like you've been trained in right exactly is, yeah you're just surrounded by planes and surrounded by people that you already know like through school yeah mm-hmm. and what like so what would you say like the best thing about working as like a line crew person is and like the worst thing best thing would be would be i guess uh, talking to you know like your out with them as well okay because uh, um they 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 went i i i was a pretty like shy kid back in the day mm-hmm. and like if i if i had a prof or a teacher in school i wouldn't I, i would talk to them but like i would be so timid and like scared like oh no what's she going to do what's she gonna... <laughs> but now it's like now now that i'm working with But, you know with these instructors like did i talk to them almost like every, every time i'm working they pretty much like you know we crack some jokes and stuff and yeah it, it kind of built some confidence so i was pretty impressed that i could actually talk to them without feeling scared anymore <laughs> <laughs> and like you build good relationships too i guess yeah right? yeah and there's more contacts more you know and like yeah. i think one day i think was i don't know what it was Yeah, I think it was at work or something. Chris Hadfield happened to show up at the flight center. Oh, really? Yeah, and I just took a picture with him, and I was like, "Wow, Chris Hadfield!" <laughs> <laughs> You're just moving some planes around. Yeah, because he, like, yeah, oh, hey. he, he parked his plane outside, and then uh, apparently, like, I mean, I didn't know it was him. Someone like he was opening the door, and someone was like, "Hey, that's Chris Hadfield." I was like, "No way!" <laughs> <laughs> you just stop what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, because I've seen uh, some of my other friends from like UW. I've seen like they have like pictures and stuff of him, like when he's actually like come to like the university. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was honestly just sitting sitting there, like I wonder like if he ever like just goes by the flight centers too, like since he's yeah. already in Waterloo. Yeah, <laughs> that's intense. Like <laughs> that'd be cool to just be working your job and you see Chris Hatch. Yeah, exactly. Filming. So you never know who you're going to meet as well, because like I know there's some like. There have been some people who actually come in from like up north, and they've been facing fl- alumni pretty much. Okay. So it's like these people, like I, I, they do these, I guess these night currencies and stuff. So they come in at night, but it's kind of empty. Yeah. So I like you know we have conversations like, hey, how do you get into this? Like, it's uh, are they still applying? Are they still hiring up north? Like, what's the requirements or things like that? Yeah, and you you guess I guess you kind of just get a gauge of like other jobs that are out there too, right? Like another yeah. people and. I mean, that's the thing too. Like, that's one thing that I love about aviation is like, there's so many connections because, in a sense, it's just such a small world. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a, it's a small industry, and we are pretty much all like family. So like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's willing to help, which is like the most, like, I guess, the most amazing thing about this industry because no other industry is like that because everything's so competitive. It's like you know, everything's a competition. Yeah. And and here's I mean, like you know, if you need a job, I'll set you up. I'll I'll look around for you, and if I find someone. I'll, I'll i'll give you a name like <laughs> yeah exactly like everybody has like that same like end goal and I, i mean i guess there is like a certain amount of competition in aviation but like at the end of the day no one wants to put anybody out of that spot like we all want the same goal exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what would you say what would you say the worst part is about being like like working line working, yeah i guess the worst part would be winters because to open that that hangar like the blue one yeah that takes forever 
because the ice gets stuck there and to move to to open the latches it's like yeah you, you gotta actually take a hammer and like smash it Jeez. <laughs> and like uh i guess like shoveling all the snow with that big truck <laughs> yeah and i mean like i know before covid too like we were the flight school was open at like what it was seven in the morning yep seven in the morning so what time would that mean you had to get there? yeah like, either about an hour really so about six o'clock <laughs> Jeez, and like in the snow and yeah cold weather. exactly yeah Jeez, I guess you probably you probably enjoy that about living in the states is like not having to deal with a ton of snow, right? Like, <laughs> getting yeah, away. Yeah, from... we don't get yeah we don't get as much snow and uh, at least in Indiana we don't get as much snow as we do here. But the the summers are pretty hot down there though. Okay, I have, so have you ever thought about getting like a uh, like checked out and licensed like down in the states as well? Yeah, I'm gonna do that because. Uh... Because I could now, because I'm in the modular program, so I can I can basically rent, and that's count as my PIC. Okay. So I wanted to actually do that in 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 the US, but I was taking summer courses, so I was pretty busy with all that. Yeah, because I guess the university never really stops, right? Exactly. Like you still have classes. Yeah, but I still applied because uh, we need there's there's a lot of paperwork to be done, so I applied for it. So I got my license where like they verified that I'm a legit pilot up in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I just have to I just have to meet the officer, the, okay. the FAA officer at the local local office, and uh, I think I just have to do a, a a written exam. I think, but he emailed me I think a day or two before I left, so <laughs> I couldn't really I couldn't really meet him. So it was kind of like a bummer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'll be going back in December. So hopefully I can meet him then and fly more in the states. Okay. Yeah, because I guess that, that kind of works to your advantage because whenever you're home, like, you can build those PIC times. Exactly. And, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, that that would be smart, I guess. Like, it works out really well for you. Yeah, it's all about, and about currency as well, too, because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid, like, right now, like, I'm going to be pretty rusty when I get back to it next month. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to kind of get into a sim or something. And just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. have any simulator games, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have That's... to find other ways. <laughs> I have Flight Simulator 2000, which is very old, like 20 years. Oh yeah, I know. Like, even been looking like from the the new one that's out now to like just the comparison of that to like the old flight sims and like, oh man, like how <laughs> I really tech- want it. Yeah, how technology has changed. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's gonna change like the the training, right? Like, because you can you can literally go over like for yeah, example, like Kitchener Waterloo, and <laughs> you can actually do like practice stuff yeah exactly yeah <laughs> look at my house from up here like i live there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you just see everything and it's yeah oh man it's gonna it's gonna change like the age of training and it's yeah. gonna make it a lot easier like for for stuff like this when you have covid and <laughs> stupid things like that like you can actually still train and keep yourself like at least feeling current exactly that's a that's a really good thing too because like, i was looking at i was pretty much flying my 2000 simulator but uh like you can only get like the basics of it you can't really do much of ifr stuff yeah but like just the basics of like you know this is <laughs> this is what a turn coordinator does and stuff like that. yeah yeah like more more just kind of like the instruments and how they like react yeah fair enough mm-hmm. um so question for you um mm-hmm. what would you say is your like has been your best aviation experience so far to this point best aviation experience mm-hmm. it's a tough one because <laughs> <laughs> um i guess 
uh, not related to flight training, but I was actually like my dad's friend, friends with a lot of Singapore Airlines pilots. Okay. So I was actually flying from Singapore to Bombay to meet my meet my family during the summer. I think uh, about four years ago. Okay. And uh, I was sitting down, and I could hear the announcement. It just means like just check whether this captain's flying the plane because he because he's flying the A three eighties, and I was and Singapore to Bombay was an A three eighty flight. Okay. So my dad just messaged me, and he was like, "Just check if he's the pilot." You know, because he could be flying this plane because he that's his that's and you know, like two seconds later, the announcement is like, okay, this is captain, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm flying, uh, I'll, I'll be your captain for today. And I was like, yo, I know this guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so yeah, during during cruise, I asked the flight attendant, I was like, so you know, like, can, can you can you tell the pilot that Jonathan is here because I'm pretty sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that captain used to be pretty much babysit me because he used to come over and like <laughs> he used to, really? apparently he used to buy me diapers i didn't know that <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah so it was pretty like it was pretty weird because like i think halfway through the flight he comes he comes to the back and like he's like do you want to come up front i'm like um okay <laughs> yeah like of course <laughs> <laughs> Duh. so yeah he took me to the crew lounge and he told me just like you like yeah just go sleep there like you know it's, it's gonna take a while so i pretty much spent like the night at the crew lounge like wherever the crew people sleep okay and uh yeah after we landed he just took me to the to flight like and he was like yeah he's, he's he talked about day 380 and stuff like that so it was that was a pretty cool experience for me Jeez, and i mean like at that age, like you were, you just about to go to UW, basically. Yes. Yeah, like, so yeah, I was. Uh, I think I just finished high school at that time, so I was pretty much getting ready. <laughs> so that that just worked perfectly. Yeah, it's worked like, perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to figure out what career you want to go to. And, yeah. Like, if, the, if that's the right one. Yeah, that definitely solidified like... the dream. It was like, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and so so far, like, what would you say? Because. Uh, do you have like your multi-engine as well? Yep. So I got my multi-engine rating. I, I got it last December. Yeah, just before COVID, just before like last December, I think I got it. Okay. Yeah. And so, do you have like a favorite plane that you've flown so far? Uh, yes. Yeah, so in at Flight Center, I would say um, <laughs> it's kind of weird because I I have a, like a love-hate relationship with the with the RG. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> one one day it's amazing because it's flying so fast and it's so smooth and it tells you and you, you pretty much tell it what to do and one day it's like oh this is this is a problem <laughs> yeah something goes wrong <laughs> that, yeah that's, that's kind of a love-hate relationship with that but um i think that's the normal s models do it for me like that's pretty my favorite is gus because uh it's just got a nice name to it i mean gus <laughs> yeah i mean gus is a good plane like from from the times i've flown i've never had any issues with yeah i've never had issues with gus so far so that was pretty and I mean, I, I definitely noticed that from renting, like when you're when you're a student pilot and you don't have like your own plane or anything, like you're just renting a ton of planes. Mm -hmm. Like you have so many love-hate relationships with a lot of them because you're like, you know, last time, you know, we didn't have the best flight. Like this time you better work. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like even just even just small, like stupid things. It just it makes like a fun time, but it's also like a little bit of a love-hate relationship exactly. because you're like... So you're like you were my favorite plane, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like something went a little bit wrong last time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite plane? Do you have one? 
I mean, okay, so originally, like, I did my first solo on Fat P. Oh, yeah. And I, I love the name Fat P. I just think that's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> really sick for a plane. Um, so I, I think, like, I, honestly, I feel the same. Like, I've had I've had some good flights with uh, Fat P, so I would say that's probably my favorite plane. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you always have, like, a love-hate relationship. Like, there's always, like, one or two things that – That'll just like make you mad about one plane and just the way it, it works. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you also have those things that you love about it. And it's just, I, I don't know. I think Fat P would be one for me. That or I think I've never had a bad flight so far, fingers crossed, after I say this, in Gooby. Oh, I, think, okay. uh, I think that one's been good. Like Gooby, Guz, and Fat P have been, uh, they've been all stars for me. So mm-hmm. I can't complain too much about them. That's good, yeah. Because yeah, Gooby, I did good. I did my CPL flight test on Gooby, and that was that was amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, she did what honestly, I told her to do. <laughs> it it honestly, when you get a good plane like that, it makes the flight test like you feel like you're actually just gonna like kill the flight test and do great because you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm in such a good plane. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean for you too, I guess you're you're working ground a lot, so you get to see like if there is any issues with certain planes or yeah. how other ones are. Oh yeah, RFK has a lot of radio issues. I'm not trying to <laughs> yeah, say bad I mean, stuff I about it, but I, I mean, every day, every time, like most of the time, it's like the country, the, the towers. Like, yeah, you could you should go check that out because I don't think <laughs> I don't think Com Two is working out for you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had that. So I did my flight test in RFK. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, it, honestly, it went good. The uh, the the uh, wheel, one of the wheels on it, like the nose wheel. Uh huh. It uh, it was kind of like a shopping cart, <laughs> like you know how it kind of shakes. Like, it, yeah. I think it needed to be tightened a little bit because the bearings are a bit off. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was hoping I wouldn't have calm problems that day, and I mean, it went good. It was fine. Of course, I passed. Right, so that's good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. ended up turning out good. And then, um, so the next flight, I was like, I was gonna take my girlfriend up as my first passenger. And uh, I I got out to the plane and there's like a mechanic in there and he's like, yeah, like calm two might not work, but, you know, just let me know. And I was like, oh god, like it was going so well, you know, one good one good yeah, flight test in it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, I've I've noticed that a little bit with that one too. But like I don't know, I guess they all have their their perks and they all have their yeah. stuff that sucks yeah. about it. Yeah. And so like flying in this area do you have any places that you you've enjoyed doing cross countries to so far or anywhere you've, um, you've gone that you just really wanted to fly back to yeah so toronto is one of the fav- one of my favorites because oh yeah you're obviously so close to the cn tower and stuff like that yeah um i guess apart from toronto like any uncontrolled part um i, I guess tobamori would be one of them Okay. Because it's such a it's such a beautiful view up there. Because like it's just up north, and like it's all like there's a there's an island, and then there's this water. It's, it's like you can't you can't take a better picture than that. <laughs> oh yeah, like for for example, I went to like you know how they normally do like the Godrich cross countries. Yeah. Even flying like over the the water there for the approach is oh, good. Yeah. But I've heard so many good things about Tobamori. Like I I want to go up there so bad because it's just. I've heard it's like ten times better than that. I mean, I've seen pictures too, where like how blue the water is up there, and yeah. it's like you're in a whole another country, like you're exactly, on like a tropical yeah. island. Yeah, you're like yeah, like pretty much like Caribbean or something like that, because it's so it's 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 amazing. Yeah, and there's so much to actually do up there, like as far as like hiking and camping, and like it'd be a good place if you had your own plane just to that would be nice park yeah. it up there. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never done any of those. So I should actually start because I'm not free. <laughs> I'm, I'm more free now. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I should start becoming more Canadian now. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, we got to get you going to Beaver Tales. Oh, yeah. Like we got to find the nearest one and like <laughs> order it to your house or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> like let you try some of those. That is bucket list. <laughs> So, and you said too, like you went to uh, like city center, like you flew into there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've only flown like over there so far. Like I've only flown overhead, like doing like a CN Tower tour. Mm-hmm. Is it? I've heard that there's like some pretty hefty like charges just to land there. Oh, well, I, I didn't land there. I just, uh, I did a low and lower. That was as, that, that was as much as I did. I didn't, okay. I didn't really touch it on, but like, I believe it is pretty, pretty expensive. I'm not sure actually, but I'm, I believe it's pretty I think it's like what fifty to hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I heard something like that. I heard somewhere like close to like the range of like a hundred bucks, and I was like, oh man, like I, I'd stay for lunch and all that stuff. Like I'd definitely make it make it a good trip. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. mean, like that that's one of the airports. I think like I mean, you've probably been to a, a good amount of airports too. So like, I don't know if, if you would agree on this, but. Like I think that city center has got to be one of the the nicest airports to land in in Ontario. Oh yeah, I, the approach. I, I believe so. Yeah, that, that approach is really like, like yeah, because I, I landed at night, but I I okay. didn't I didn't land with the I didn't land. Uh, I think I I landed on zero eight, so that's not really like you can't really see the CN Tower as much. Mm-hmm. But compared to the like the other side is like definitely much better. Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess either way, like, as far as like in the daytime, you're you're always approaching over the water because it's like an island. So yeah, mm-hmm. you, you never really like miss a good view. Like you're you're kind of set either way. Yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. For me, night and daytime is like like even in, in Toronto, night and daytime is like the same for me. Like it, it just looks so beautiful. Like yeah, just, yeah. everything about it. Like and going over the city too, like that's a whole another story. Like that's exactly. going over Toronto is oh man, <laughs> it, it makes it it makes you sit there and just like really know that like all this flying you've done, all the training you've done, like paid off. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so yeah. as far as like your commercial license goes, because like I'm I'm slowly working my way into starting my training for that, mm-hmm. and like anyone else that's listening too, uh, what would you say like your advice would be? Because I know, like, a commercial license, like, it seems like a marathon, you know? Like, you really got to pace yourself in a way. And, like, it's a it's a long journey just to get the license. Yeah, exactly. So, like, um, I always – I had I had this very bad mindset at first. I was like, oh, this is easy. Like, I just have to get these, you know, progress rights done, and then I'll be good to go. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's so many things that, that stood in the way, like, weather and stuff like that. So, you know, there were times where I was booked, you know, pretty much like three, four times a week and I only flew like once. Mm-hmm. And then then I guess the next two or three weeks, the weather's bad and you're like, you're, you're pretty much held up. And by the time you fly again, it's like you're rusty and you don't know what to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like, um, so it's kind of like be prepared for that. Uh, text your instructor all the time and make bookings. Like, I, um, that's that's kind of like where I'm, where um, what I did right because like I feel like um, my instructor was very supportive, and he like whenever I told him, "Can you book me a flight today?" Like he did that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I asked him, like, "Can like can we go dual again?" Because you know, I just don't feel comfortable with this, and you know, like at, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like um, 
you need to be able to pass that flight test, you know, like with ease and, you know, you shouldn't be stressed out about stuff like that. And it's not, yeah. it's not and uh, I know some, like, I, um, I won't mention names, but I know some people just want to finish it off and like go to the next point. But like, it's kind of like, that's kind of like, your, your that, that's going to be your job, you know, like you're going to have people at the back, like trusting yeah. their lives on you. And like, um, they don't want to know that this is a pilot who just wanted to finish off his flight test. <laughs> yeah fair enough so, they, they yeah. want to know that you did your your training like you actually like felt like confident and exactly. comfortable go, like finishing it basically yeah so like you need to have a lot of like you need to fly a lot pretty much um you need to you need to manage your time well as well because with university um i don't know whether it's much more i don't know whether it's much more easier for standalone kids but i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's just as hard actually but like it's it's good to manage the time well you know like if you need to take some days off to get your university stuff done then just do that and like just don't fly in but like don't fly once and then take four days of university stuff and fly again next time because mm. you could you know you definitely feel more rusty and like probably nervous when you're flying yeah like you want to ba- you want to have like a, a good balance right yeah exactly. yeah and i mean fair enough and like what i've noticed too is like as far as even just like a PPL goes, like um, the flight test, it's like what I don't know, like an hour and a half, maybe like two yeah. hours max, and it's like all the training and stuff to that point is so important, and like they only get about an hour and a half with you in the air. Exactly. So once you get that license, it's like you're still kind of you're supposed to still just keep up with like your knowledge and what you know and. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, that, that one hour can't really determine how, like, you know, you may be good for an hour in the plane, but, like, <laughs> yeah, you want to make later. sure you're always good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, and that's fair enough. Like, I, I've definitely had the, uh, had the same thing, too, like, with what you said about going dual and stuff. Like, I've had a couple times where I've gone up and just had, like, a, a couple bad flights, or I just, I don't feel, like, super confident with, mm-hmm. uh, like, what I'm doing. Exactly. And I, yeah. I, I go up again and I, I feel more confident because I got that like second dual flight in and I was able to like kind of go over it. And then you feel like that ease and you don't feel like really pressured and nervous to, exactly. to do it. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I guess one of the another main thing is probably just to study up before you're flying, like just, you know, like uh, before driving to the airport, like just a half an hour to go through some, uh, just go through a flight training manual, you know, look look through the steps on how to do a spin, how to do like a stall, you know, mm-hmm. or how to do VORs, like, so that you don't have to waste time with your instructor going through that, like, two or three times in a flight. Yeah. Well, and nowadays, too, like, what I found is, like, it's so easy with even, like, YouTube, right? Like, there's so much aviation stuff on there where if you just search up, like, spins or stalls or, yeah, like, whatever, there's videos where they just show you step by step and, like, they kind of give you tips along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I remember from my multi training, uh, multi. Yeah. Just before my multi flight test, or I think just before the flight, before my multi flight test, I actually watched the, uh, what's his name, the flight shops guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched. I watched, Like he had a flight. He had a multi engine uh, video on YouTube, and okay. uh, like I didn't. Uh, I, I I like to I like to watch that because like um, it's pretty much almost the same steps. Okay. So it's kind of good to see someone doing that. And you're like, okay, I can, I know what he's doing. I, I've done that before. Like, this should mm-hmm. be, this should be, you know, pretty much the same thing. So that was, so like, yeah, there's so much, there's so much material out there on the internet. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Google what, what you have doubts with and then. 
He'll, oh yeah, he'll be and he'll be good. You want to just get as much knowledge as you can too, right? Because like that's that's something I find too. Is I always try to watch like other YouTubers and see kind of like what what stuff they put out there and like what they do in their flying that that I could also pick up along right. the way and like use use with my stuff that I might find helps me or whatever. Like <laughs> it, it's kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like it's a community. Like we all work together. Exactly. Yep. So what would you say, like, at, at the end of the day, like, your end goal in aviation, like, what, what would be your dream job? So, yeah, my dream job, like, my, my absolute end goal is to be a captain on a Singapore Airlines flight, because that's kind of, like, my, yeah. my, that's my number one airline. That's where it all started. <laughs> that's where it all started, right? yeah. I, I would say I can't, that's number two. <laughs> Fair enough. I kind of be my number two, but, yeah, Singapore, there's always a, I'll always have a soft spot for Singapore Airlines. Like, I'll always, be, like, if I see someone hating on that in the comments, I'll go, no, no, like, <laughs> you, yeah. you haven't flown this as much as I did, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got to back, yeah. back your airlines. <laughs> So that's my main goal. I want to fly for Singapore uh, one day. It's 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 very hard right now because I think layoffs happening everywhere. Oh yeah, like any any airline, any airline yeah. it's hard to find like one that isn't doing layoffs. Right? Yeah, even the cadet programs I think are all on halt for the next yeah. few years. So, uh, right. yeah, that's so. Hopefully, by the time I get some experience out here, it should be enough to fly for, yeah, for yeah. Singapore. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> And but, do you have like yeah. a specific plane you want to fly for? Like, are you wanting to go A three eighty or? Um, uh, I would say the seven eight seven. That's a nice plane. That's, that I, looks I gotta give nice. you that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the seven eight seven. Like they, they've come a long way. I, I really, I really do like like the look of it. Oh yeah. Like for me, it's for me, it's either like triple seven or seven eight seven. Like yeah. they're both just they're both like really beautiful aircraft and like the amount of people they can like haul around like it's crazy yeah exactly plus with all that you know like the, like saving the environment and stuff like that you know yeah that's true like and i guess like the more people you can get to one place than yeah. like a tank of gas right the more you're saving and yeah the, they're really fuel efficient as well too like just it's crazy how high up they can go as well like exactly yeah. they're just the, the technology on like commercial planes nowadays is is crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep but yeah, like I uh, thanks again for joining me on the show today, man. We yeah, got, no we worries. Gotta go flying. We definitely. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta find a way. If no one else takes you to Beaver Tails, just uh, <laughs> give me a call. I'll drive over. We'll go. Definitely for sure. I'm so down. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'd love to go flying with you. I mean, uh, yep, if, if anybody doesn't know, I mean, me and Jonathan, we both go to the same flight school, so. I mean, it'll it'll be a lot easier than uh, going flying with some of the other people I've done podcasts with. <laughs> we're we're already at the same place, but yeah, we yeah, we, we've fly definitely got to go. Yeah, we can probably go to Toronto and then drive from there to be with. Yeah, them. oh yeah, I I'd be so down. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Yeah, no, worries. Really thanks for having me. It. Yeah, thank you so much, man, and thank you to anybody who's still listening at this point. Um, I really appreciate the support and I hope you all have a great rest of your week.